are listening to Sermons to Go from Advent United Methodist Church in Egan, Minnesota. This is the sermon for Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Today we begin a new worship series titled, We Are Family. As we reflect on Jesus' baptism, we consider how we are received into the family of God. So today is about welcome, and we welcome you. The music is provided by Chris Simonson. The reading and preaching is from Pastor Eric Elkin. So now, let us prepare our hearts and minds to listen and be renewed. We are not born into a Christian family. We're baptized into it. Once one becomes baptized, they join a family more extensive than their biological family. Like a human body, the family of God is many parts woven together into one. Each member of this family has their own unique qualities. Sometimes it leaves us wondering, do we fit in at all? Regardless of the diversity, we are all one big family of God. Our hope as you listen to this series is that you will come to see that no matter who you are, you are part of a great big family. This family shapes our identity, our connection to each other and the world. This family is called to be in the world so it can transform it with the love of God in Christ Jesus. So let us listen now to Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 12. John the Baptist was in the wilderness, calling for people to be baptized, to show that they were changing their hearts and lives, and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River, and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, One stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open, and the Spirit, like a dove, coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven. You are my son, whom I love dearly. In you I find happiness. At once the Spirit forced Jesus out into the wilderness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm preaching today from the narthex or the welcome area of Advent United Methodist Church. Behind me to my left is our baptismal font with 
some nice water in there. And uh, the welcome door that we post up to welcome people into this place. On this side of me is our welcome desk when we are open for normal business. This is where people come to be greeted and enter into the sanctuary to worship. I'm here today because in our worship series, We Are Family, today we are talking about welcome. And we are also looking at Jesus' baptism. So I'm titling the sermon, In, Up, and Out. The baptism of Jesus is where the story really begins. This is where the rubber hits the road. The birth of Jesus, the story of Christmas, all those things we just got done celebrating are really not stories about ministry. They are announcement story. This one that is born will be. When Jesus goes into the water, into the waters of the Jordan River, the story turns from he will be to this is God with us. So baptism also became the beginning of the story for those who would follow Jesus, this God with us. It is the way we are formally brought into the family of God. Advent United Methodist is a church. It is a congregation. It is a community of people. But most importantly, we are a family. We're not a biological family that shares a bloodline, but a spiritual family, born and reborn to new life in Christ Jesus through our baptism. We cannot be a family without going into the water as Jesus did when John baptized him in the River Jordan. I grew up in the YMCA. As a result, I practically lived in the water. Whether it was trying to earn patches in one of my swim classes, which still I find remarkable. Back when I was in those swim classes, we wore Speedos, and I think I had about 10 different patches. I don't know how my mother ever got them on that Speedo. Or whether I was at camp doing some recreational swimming, I was just always in the water. I love the water, and I still do. But my experience of water changed at the YMCA when I was in the fifth grade. One Saturday, a a group of us were playing together in the pool. We were running up to the diving board and jumping off the deep end and getting out and doing it over and over again, always trying to think of something goofy that we could do off the diving board. One of the times when I was coming up out of the water, one of my friends decided to be funny to take his hand He was standing on the side of the pool, and he took his hand, and he put it on top of my head. It prevented me from getting out and from getting to the surface to breathe. His his hand was probably only there for a brief moment, but I still remember feeling like it was eternity. And even now, 50 years later, I can still think about that hand. I can still see that hand every time. I go in to the water. Water is fun. Water is life. But it's also dangerous. It's a place where joy can quickly be turned to chaos in the blink of an eye. A truth any lifeguard will confirm. 
the ministry of Jesus Christ began with an invitation to go into the water. And so, our new life in Christ begins the same way. We are invited to go into the water. The older I became, the more fascinated I was about water. Water as a symbol of becoming the family of God. Scientifically, it has been proven. Water is critical and essential for life. The human body is made up of 60% water. The heart and the brain are about 73% water. And our lungs are about 83% water. We need water to live. When we explore other planets, we look for water to see if life is possible on that planet. But at the same time, as much as water is life, water is chaos and water is death. A truth we witnessed on December 26, 2004, when an, un an earthquake unleashed a massive tsunami in the Indian Ocean. Water is also a mystery. It remains a mystery. Here is the craziest thing about water. Despite all our technology, we don't know much more about the ocean today than we did in Jesus' time. We know more about the surface of Mars than we do about our ocean today. 80% of the ocean remains completely unexplored. I wonder how much people think of these things when being baptized as an adult or as a child. A baptismal font seems so decorative, pouring a little water on top of the head of those being baptized. If we put those water, when we put that water on top of a child's head, you can just hear the congregation cooing and, oh, isn't that beautiful? And then there was those people as we're baptizing, a little skeptical, what, what is this all about? This is just some ancient routine that people do. I don't even know if I believe in it. It's important for all of us to know and to remember this tame pool of water this tame pool of water that we call a baptismal font is life, death, and mystery. This is a truth borne witness to every, in every single part of the universe. We are a family whose life together begins by going into the chaos to find new life, a life that can no longer be destroyed by the chaos we enter. Those who embrace this mystery continue to find new life wherever they go. So, we are a family that chooses life. As much as I remember the fear of not being able to breathe or get to the surface to breathe, um, I remember the total exhilaration of reaching fresh air. As soon as my mouth was clear of the water, I just remember <gasps> gasping and taking this deep breath and the air was so fresh and life-giving, even if it reeked of chlorine. It feels so good to come up from the water. Can you remember a time it felt good to come up from the water?
think about the time maybe you were swimming, maybe you were water skiing, maybe you are doing something recreational, maybe you were afraid that something worse was going to happen, but you got to that surface, you got that fresh breath of air. If you can think about that, if you can remember that, I want you to think about this while I read the scripture that we read earlier. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the spirit like a dove coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven that said, you are my son whom I dearly love. In you, I find happiness. For the longest time, I have to admit, I didn't fully appreciate baptism the way I should have as a pastor. I remained a little skeptical for a multitude of reasons, but mostly when I would baptize a child or an adult, I never saw the heavens open up. I never saw a dove descend and, or heard the voice of God when I baptized either a child or adult. It was pretty kind of tame. But then I realized I am the voice of God. And I don't say this because I have an inflated ego. I am a called and ordained pastor who has been given the burden and the responsibility of proclaiming God's love to a love-starved and often cynical world. Oh, that a love-starved world that has been on full display this day and over the past 12 months. My job is not to name the one being baptized, but to lift them up from the water and proclaim the one who is named is now a child of God, a child God dearly loves, a child whom God finds happiness in. But you got to come out of the water to hear those words. And know then when you come out of that water, that those words are woven deep in your soul. When I say those words, they are more than a sermon that I preach. They declare a new reality and a new identity. From this moment forward, you will always be a child of God and a member of God's family. We are family. And in this family, you are precious and love, and God finds favor in you. God finds happiness in you, regardless of your political affiliation, um, regardless of your social views, regardless of your performance. No matter how you choose to live, you will always be a child of God, and nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. The real story of Jesus begins with his going into the water and coming up from the water to hear the Spirit of God bestow on him a special identity. You are my son. You are my son. It's really important for us to remember, though, before the water could even dry on Jesus' body, that same spirit drove him out into the wilderness. The immediate encounter in the wilderness is a temptation experience. But once that temptation is over, Jesus continues to move out deeper and deeper into the wilderness of human chaos 
and despair. Rowan Williams, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, wrote a beautiful book called Being Christian. I just absolutely love this book. In it, he wrote about the life of the baptized. He said, if being baptized is being led to where Jesus is, then being baptized is being led towards the chaos and neediness of a humanity that has forgotten its own identity. A, a humanity that has forgotten its own identity. If they're not better words speaking to this moment, I don't know what they are. We are a family of the baptized. If we expect to be healthy, we need to remember our identity, our beginning, and our mission. We go into the water to find new life, and we come out from the water to hear our new name, child of God. And then we go out into the wilderness of human despair to breathe life into those who feel dead. You will hear me constantly refer to the mission of the United Methodist Church. I repeat it often because any organization, religious or not, that forgets its mission is completely lost. We, as United Methodists, we are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. you got to go into the wilderness to transform it. And if you don't understand the importance of our mission, the need for a mission, then you haven't been watching TV for a while. Unfortunately, baptism is a sacred thing which comes with a lot of baggage. Over the centuries, Christians have criticized other Christians for the way they baptize, even going so far as to say, you are not doing it right, so we will not accept your baptism. Some think it a special privilege, like an entrance key to a gated community. In this gated community, they think, people are set off as better than others. I would say both of these views do great violence to our understanding of baptism. Again, we shape our story around Jesus' story. Jesus was invited to be baptized and accepted the invitation. He then spent the rest of his life healing, restoring, loving, serving, and welcoming those who were not baptized. Baptism is always an invitation to grow deeper in connection with God and with those who are and are not baptized. Baptism is the way people are formally welcomed into the family. So welcome to the family. Welcome to the family is what we say to those who want to be transformed and who want to join us in transforming the world in love. And this day, as we look at the chaos swirling around us, we see people hungry to be transformed. So, again, welcome to the family.
Let us pray. Most wonderful God, foolish and flawed though we are, we too delight in your beloved Son. As in his name we worship, may the heavens be opened up for us, that we may catch a glimpse of that light and love that transforms our common days with a beauty not of our own making. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now receive the blessing. You are a child of God. You are the hands and feet of God. But together, we are family, the family of God. And we are called to soothe suffering, to live with compassion, to offer to all whom we meet God's loving grace and peace. So go, my children, in love. Go in peace and go with God. Amen. This has been Sermons to Go by Advent United Methodist Church. I want to thank you for listening. You can watch the complete worship service on our YouTube channel, Advent UMC Egan. Until we can be together again, have a blessed day.